Hello, and welcome to Columboys, the podcast all about the spit polish, rank and file, martial world of Lieutenant Columbo. I'm Mac, and in the Columboys justice system, the people are represented by two separate but equally important groups the Macs who investigate the plot, and the Bens who prosecute the fashion offenders. These are their stories. There oh, you go. Okay. This week, we're taking a look at Season 4, Episode 3 by Dawn's Early Light. This episode introduced Patrick McGowan to the Columbo family. McGowan, of course, played the title character, parentheses, question mark, in The Prisoner. The Prisoner is a fantastic show about a secret agent who is abducted and taken to a bizarre and nightmarish prison, and I've only seen one or two episodes. Pause for Ben to throw a box set at my head. Sorry, Ben. I mean, <laughs> he he was also the star of Danger Man. I don't know what that is. It was a spy series. It okay. actually is quite good. It, what, what, is it? It is. All right. Well, it's I've, it's I've, worth looking into. Never heard of it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so hostile about it. <laughs> also appearing in this episode is the father and son team of Bruce and Bruno Kirby, credited as Bruce Sr. and Jr., respectively. This marks Bruce Sr.'s uh, first appearance as Sergeant George Kramer. It's his second appearance overall. Uh, one of the few recurring characters outside of Columbo himself. Kirby would continue to appear in Columbo uh, episodes through the 90s, including ones uh, uh, directed by Patrick McGowan. Um, Bruno would go on to appear as the uptight foil to Robin Williams in Good Morning Vietnam, as well as the less uptight friend to Billy Crystal in City Slickers. In the small but important role of Miller, the Academy's Boodle Boy, is Robert Clotworthy, who is perhaps best known to nerds everywhere as the gruff, cantankerous voice of Jim Rayner in StarCraft. Just a fun, weird little wow. thing there. Yeah. Um, wow. And this episode was filmed at the Citadel in South Carolina, and its plot centers around a colonel who will do anything to prevent the Academy from going co-ed. Um, while the episode paints him as sort of a regressive throwback standing in the way of history, it would still be another 20 years before the Citadel would uh, allow their first female cadet after a lawsuit. Uh, that cadet only managed to stay there about five days um, mm. before uh, leaving due to harassment, and it wouldn't be until the next year that a female cadet would actually complete uh, a year at the Citadel. So, <laughs> fuck. You know, the, uh, as much as um, yeah. this episode sort of paints this guy as standing in the way of history, like it, it stayed the way it was yeah. for a long time afterwards. And the Citadel in particular was not particularly uh, yep. good about. Uh, well, I mean, I, I know it's skipping to the end, um, but uh, but he says, you know, like, I'm not sorry I did it and I'd do it again in a heartbeat. That's true. It's like, yeah, that yep. checks out. I mean, we do see a lot of recruits in this, and it is worth noting that there isn't a single minority anywhere in this. No, not at all. Um, So, you know, and and the the extras uh, who were recruits were almost certainly actual recruits from... from, uh, No, the cadets get thanked at the end of the credits, and uh, and they are all white. Yep, and this is uh, South Carolina in the 70s. Yeah. This was entire episode, I believe, must have been filmed. Yeah, it was all shot on location. There's there was maybe one scene that wasn't. Um, oh, you mean the I th- bedroom? I think just the bedroom. Yeah. So yeah. there's a scene where Columbo calls an officer who was on the scene at the very beginning. Right. And there's a shot of his bedroom. And I think that might be the only like L.A. based studio scene. I think yeah. everything else, even like interiors, are shot in interiors. No, they're in actually. The yeah, they're very clearly. Everything has a ver- has site. a very um, authentic feel to it. Yeah. Everything feels like legit yeah. yeah yeah there's nothing there you're right i don't think there's a single thing because everything takes place 
on site. Yeah. Except for uh, that guy getting woken up at 3 a.m. by Columbo. I think it really lends a a cinematic quality to this episode that a lot of episodes sort of lack because of how, like, obviously shot in studio, like in a in a set. And this one feels like it takes place in a place, and and it feels like real in a way that a lot of things don't. Yeah, it's a really good one. It's a really good. I really, you know, for all the problems obviously that you know mac just brought up about you know the kind of framing of it and the you know the history of the citadel and, yeah you know well co- co-ed I, stuff i mean and that's not that's co- not actually problems with the show it's just more to say like as yeah. much as they paint him as like regressive he wouldn't have been considered regressive in you know the citadel no in the 70s certainly right. Um, uh, but uh, but it just it is it's so good and yeah. and shooting on location really feels like it adds a ton to this episode. Oh yeah, like, for sure. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, it's a real it's a real knockout. And I mean, I was over the moon to see Maguan. Uh, yeah, you know, pop up in the thing, and of course, what it, I mean, he's, he's we've talked about him a bunch, and and you have expressed your sincere admiration for the man several oh, times yeah. over. I, I they both on and off the podcast. It's, it's yeah, I mean, lot. I adore him for a number of things, and yeah. like obviously, the prisoner is a huge chunk of that because that was like a passion project for him. Um, right. I also really have a soft spot for the man because. He turned down the role of James Bond because he felt that James Bond was too immoral. And okay. Yeah. I mean, I just respect, you know, dude's an actor and he's like, no, this guy's a shitbag and I'm not into this. All right. But he'll play, you know, I mean, he'll play this murderer, but, <laughs> you know, but Bond was too much. Uh, all right. I guess. I mean, hey, listen, I, I'm i not saying that, I'm not saying that he... <laughs> You know, is the kind of guy that would have liked me or anything else like that. I'm just saying I respect that yeah. he stood up for his principles. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so in this episode, kind of to go through the, the beginning of the plot, the murder, um, uh, we see him uh, fixing a, a shell. This is a shell. Uh, this is a cannon yeah, shell. We later learn it's a very large shell. Yes, um, and he's replacing the black powder with C four. Yeah, he's he's emptying out the powder, which is I think they mentioned later, like for what they would be firing is like you know basically a blank. Yes, you know, so it's not. I, I don't. They think call it's, it sodium nitrate. I don't yeah. know what that means in terms of. It looks like black powder. Maybe sodium nitrate is black powder. But whatever. But um, yeah, so he's he's dumping out whatever they would normally fire out of these shells, and is replacing it with, uh, I mean, with, clay. Yeah, that is, clay, that is supposed to is be C four. Clearly indicating that it is explosive. That it is yeah right. C four. Then he, uh, we see him put the shell back in the armory, mm-hmm. and then he takes a cleaning cloth from uh, the armory and puts it inside the barrel of the gun while he's. Right. At the gun, at the gun. Um, yeah, he like wads it up and packs it. So right, that it's with really his uh, commandant cane. He's got a little yeah, like uh, bamboo sort of cane that he uses. Yeah, yeah, kind of um, like a writing crop, except uh, much worse. Yes, <laughs> except for just hitting small children. Yep, or or you know young men on the legs and yeah. buttocks. Uh, <laughs> sure, I I guess I don't um, know. I've never been to a military <laughs> academy. I'm neither, just spitball. neither have I. Um, so then he, uh, 
he packs that in there. He notices that there is uh, cider in the window. Well, uh, just a bottle. We don't know yeah. what the... Well, it's like a hanging bottle. I thought it was sun tea when I saw it. <laughs> right. uh, clearly, it was not. Yes. It was fermenting cider, as it turns out. <laughs> I like the idea that that someone, that a cadet is creating illicit sun tea, that he's very, he's very mad about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know... I'd like to live in your world, Ben. Where... I... Well, in fairness, it, yeah. it didn't completely register as like, I'm going to rage out in this moment. It sure. just seemed like he took note of it in the moment. And then later when he... Well, you know, he never does... He doesn't really get angry except yelling at recruits in this episode. I would say that it's... it's I mean, it's a super controlled well, thing. Yeah. It, well, so it's it's a very Magoo performance, which yeah. is to say there's a lot of subtlety in his expression. And there's, there's a lot going lot of on like, underneath. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where like, if you're looking at him, you can tell that like he's kind of you know, maintaining, but like you'll see the kind of like the twitch in his mouth and the things like that. And it's very, it's much more put together than say his performance in uh, The Prisoner where he is very often like pacing like a caged tiger. Like there's so much more going on in in that particular performance of his. Um, Yeah, for sure. So uh, we later learn that this is cider uh, that has been fermented, for, that is fermenting in the air. Right. Uh, in the night air, which is not, sure. not a thing, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Cider will ferment no matter what. Right. As long as it's just sort of like sitting and not being refrigerated, it, it should. It should be fermenting. In fact, I think it probably is worse for it to sit out in the night air because the night air is going to cool it down and you don't want it to be cool. You just want it to sit at like regular. Right. Air, you know, room temperature. In that or case, like they probably should have up. just left it in their hiding spot. Probably, I suppose. yeah, 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 in the in the vent. Right. Um. So, but it does provide us <laughs> with what I think is a really good, um, with a really good uh, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's it, it 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 winds up being part of the catch, and it's really lovely that it's seeded so early. Yeah, and, and then it and comes it's back. Really, it's a really wonderfully framed thing, as far as like. I don't know. Obviously, they had to have created this path, this path for like for shooting, right? Like this involved trimming a a real tree in order to create this tunnel, right? But it's like really well done in such a way that it it really looks like legit. Like yeah. this looks like. The- there's no point where you, where you look at it in in the shot and go, oh, they got that tree just so we could see that. Like you don't no. think about it like that. You just think, but oh, it, sure, that, it had they just to have been lined like, up that way. They couldn't have just hoped that when they got there and looked, there would be one right. window that would be only visible in such a way. Like exactly, it, it had to have been created. They didn't go to the cadets and be like, hey, uh, when you got busted last time for <laughs> fermenting cider in your window, yeah. uh, which one got spotted? But and, it is yeah. such like a it's such like a wonderfully constructed because it's very it's very physical, but it's very easy to understand like what's happening as far as like the physicality of right. It. And and it I, and I think it's just a really good example of like a well written something and then really good pr- production design and yeah. like production work on the back end yeah and and the directing to make it work yeah no absolutely and I I mean I honestly feel that that's sort of this whole episode in a nutshell and the only thing that I would dunk on is not a thing that I think we should blame them for i think it is just a fact of the location they were shooting in which is a lot of the sound is really bad The sounds really terrible and it's especially noticeable it might not be as noticeable um 
if you weren't listening to it on as nice a sound system as we were listening to. And certainly if you were watching it on a tele- on a 1970s style television, you, you probably you wouldn't, wouldn't notice been, at all. Right. Because, you know, they just were coming out of pretty but, bad speakers. But we noticed just because, I mean, it's a, ni- you know, it's, it's, it's a nice a bl- remaster. It's a Blu-ray print. It's right. like this very nice remaster. And, and, and the... And the and the visuals hold up. Yeah, you know the film itself holds up. It looks it's just it looks really nice. It, it it's legitimately one of the most like visually interesting Columbos because it is this real place and it yeah. does have this real sense of like an actual sort of location. Yeah, and the the amount of um, the amount of like uh, cadets who are on screen at any time really add to the cinematic feel, like making yeah. it feel like a real place because a lot of times in Columbo. It'll just be like three or four people, right. you know, kind of milling around in the back. But in this, yeah. you'll have like hundreds. There are shots where there are hundreds of people that are there just for this, like just for this shot. It's not like there was a football game going on and then they like snuck in a shot of Colombo somewhere in there. Like they're all very nicely composed. Like there's there's very good, you know, they, they, they took time and like actually made, made the right. shots work. Um, yeah, it, it reminds me a little of, um, I, I keep, uh, it made me think of, um, the dive bar in, uh, a friend indeed. Sure. You know, where it's like, it just, it felt real and it was very obviously a real dive bar right. and like the people there, it, it was that kind of thing where like you immediately go, uh, I can't tell if that's an extra or if that's actually just a regular. Yeah. You know, and, and this, it, and this, obviously there are just way too many people for it to even, for you to even go, oh no, they had to be extras. It's like, no, 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 that's clearly people who attended this school and yeah. then they shut down yeah. the entire school for a you know a couple Probably, weeks right and then just shot all this stuff and and yeah it's very clearly like real and and has a has a verisimilitude yeah to it um that you don't get out of a lot of Columbo, which i really like yeah and it's... it and it helps that it's in support of a really well-written mystery Yep. And a really and and really good performances all around. Oh yeah. Yeah, everybody in it is is very solid. It's yeah. it's the quite good. Cadets um, are all great. Um the, you know, Patrick McGowan of course is amazing. Yeah. But I mean, but it's not and it's not just them. It's like his secretary is is a really wonderful performance. Um yeah. you know, like Loomis is great. Like all of the cadets who are, you know, actors like are very like there are points where um uh one of them, uh, the the guy who is set up to sort of be a patsy, um, I wrote his name down and then oh, posted on my... Oh, something with an S. Yeah, uh, Stringer or Springer? Springer. Um, but, uh, but I had this moment where I kind of couldn't tell, like, oh, is he a cadet or is he an actor they brought in? Like, they were so well sort of cast for the part yeah. that it read as, as much much more real than I expected. Yeah. Um, Bruno Kirby, I think in particular is really great. Yeah. Um, he's like the perfect sort of reaction to Columbo, which is like, he's just being respectful enough to like, right. To like get through the conversation. But like at all points, he's very much trying to like flee. Yeah. (laughs) Like he's always trying to figure out. Okay. You are way too weird for me. What's the fastest I can get away from this person to go do whatever I got to (laughs) do, which is great. I think it's really great. It's really great. And that's, I think that's the correct uh, reaction for a teen who is confronted with Columbo, who, who I would say is the most 
gross. Like, this is the well, most I've ever been, like, grossed out by Columbo. Yeah, well, so he, I mean, he stays over, I guess we probably should knock through the, the plot real quick, but but just to, <laughs> but just real quickly, like, he spends the night at, at the, right. you know, like, in the school, uh, I think two nights, actually. Yeah. But, like, and so we get so much of his uh, hygiene or lack thereof that yeah. you really kind of get a vision into just how disheveled and disgusting he is and he's real gross at one point that he has dinner with uh with uh, the con the, the colonel the colonel yeah, yeah and he they're like you know leaving and he grabs uh, some rolls and he just jams them in his coat pocket yep and then and, and then, then like, later <laughs> he wakes up at 3 a.m and he's digging around for like i think his notebook his and notebook some for, coins yeah he's and he looking finds, for phone numbers yeah and he finds a roll and just immediately puts it in his mouth yeah and it's been in the same pocket that yeah. he ashes his cigar in. In the previous episode yep. in Double Exposure. Yep. Yeah. He's gross. Uh, like, he's filthy. Like, <laughs> I love like him, really, but he's filthy. I, and and he's, done, he's really being done no favors by the uh, humid oh, South, yeah. South Carolinian air um, because his hair is voluminous mm-hmm. in this episode it is a it is a cloud yeah it isn't so much as a hair as it is a hair probability field yep like it's just sort of everywhere and nowhere it's yeah. amazing yeah it's really something else and that's um i i gotta say uh when you're talking about um kirby just sort of humoring him as, as just as much as he needed to to escape that's one of the other things that really sticks out in this both in the writing and the fact that it is on location is that all of the sort of uh, bits of humor that we see, you know, kind of all of the comic relief, yeah. like, works in a way that it so frequently doesn't in a lot of episodes. And yeah. it's really wonderful because there's never anything in this that that sort of takes me out of enjoying the no. story that we're watching. That's true. And, and I just, like, I mean, that alone, outside of the McGoohan part, makes me want to say this is probably one of the better ones that we've seen there aren't really any digressions there aren't any red herrings no um you know there there's the stringer bit but that isn't so much a red herring in in the traditional clumbo sense that's a misdirection yeah that's part of right on the part of the murderer yeah and and the resolution for that and the bits that sort of branch off from that are are interesting and actually lead back into the yeah the main plot they're well structured and 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 that's another thing that's really interesting about this one is uh, it's a deviation from one of the things I love in Columbo, which is seeing him really needle the shit out of a murderer. Right. And this one- There's some of that as well. There's a little, but it's not a ton. Yeah. And and it's really fascinating to see the interplay when the murderer is actually someone who can kind of keep his shit together. Because mm. there's really no point where he, you know, like- when he tries to misdirect Columbo, it's it's in more subtle ways, and it's never like a yeah fuck you. It's always like you know like like giving him the cigar is the is is kind of a misdirect because it's more the like we're bros, right? Well, like, it's a nice. We that's kinda, a very nice scene just in yeah. general. Yeah, because, it's a great scene, and yeah. and also, but at the same time, it's like it's clearly a thing of like we're on the same level, like yeah. we want the same things for the world. It's a very good. It's a very good performance. Some would say. It's an Emmy-worthy performance. In fact, the people who would say that are the Emmy voters because that performance oh. won an Emmy. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's a it it's a you know one of the uh, Columbo won a couple Emmys over its its history. This is this is one of them, and you can see why. It's a really good yeah. episode. It's a really good performance. Yeah, that checks out. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you want to do a quick rundown? Oh, do we want to do the murder? I, I guess. I mean, so so you started with it where he is packing yeah, C4 so pa- into this so he packs shell, the this artillery shell. That's when um, this guy, oh, what was the guy's name? He's in very little of the episode. Oh, you're looking for uh, Mr. Hayes. Mr. Hayes, William Hayes. Yeah, because this is the uh, Hayes Academy. Yes. And it is like uh, several generations deep in Somewh- his family. Somewhere there, somewhere in Southern California near Los Angeles because right. Columbo's there. Because Columbo, of course. Yep. Um, unclear exactly where, but it's got to be near enough. It's got to be near enough to the city that it requires... City police, but not not so, so near. It's not so right. far away that it doesn't. Yeah, it's it's confusing exactly where it is. It's near Westlake. I don't know where that is in L- L.A. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's that's super not important. It's no, it just, matters a lot yeah, yeah. to me personally. Okay. Um. So then, uh, Haynes comes in. Hayes. Hayes. Ha- Haynes. Haynes. Haynes his way. Like the underpants. And he, and he wants it his way. Yeah. Um, he says that uh, he is going to uh, open the uh, academy up and make it a junior college. I think in addition yeah. to not making it be a military yeah. academy, it's just going it's, to be a regular it's college. It's going to cease to be a military academy, and then it is going to be a co-ed college. Co-ed junior college. Yep. Which is and, what is what they used to call community colleges, right? Exactly, <laughs> and, you know, and, and attendance is down. Like I think max is is uh, three or four thousand, and it's at like eleven hundred, right? You know, and like and and he and in fairness, like Hayes when Hayes shows up, Haynes, Hayes, Haynes, Hayes, Haynes, Haynes, um, Haynes her way, Haynes, uh, when he, <laughs> when he shows up, like he swaggers in. In the ugliest fucking Western style suit, it is like pinstripe and the wrong kind of material for it. And, I kind of love it and, though. I mean, it's 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 perfect for the character. It's like right? shi- it's shiny as well. Yeah, yeah. No, that's what I mean. Is it's like it's clearly this like really expensive material wasted on this garbage suit style, and then uh, and then he's got a tie that has a pattern on it that looks like it belongs on the walls of the haunted mansion. Yeah, like and he just. All around, immediately effuses colossal asshole. Um, I guess. I mean, I mean, I don't see it that way personally. Well, well in fairness, I mean, <laughs> I think you're just mad about the clothes. Yeah, you're I right. Think that's what it comes down to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's but in fa- Can can I can I point this out? He is being an ass, but he is being an ass to a person who is actively currently at that moment trying to murder him no for sure so yeah, I, yeah, yeah you know what i cut him a little bit of slack like i understand he's being kind of a jerk about it but yeah. a couple things one the man he's trying the man he's being a jerk to is a jerk right who um is running he, a, who's right. running a failing military academy mm-hmm. that he attended that he attended um that and clearly hated yeah, attendance is down um, to a fourth of capacity, mm-hmm. which is pretty bad. <laughs> no, it's pretty shitty. So that and and this is all and this guy has run this thing into the ground from at least ten years ago. Like yeah. I don't know how old Haynes is supposed to be at the I time, don't know. but but, but, but 10, we know he's not in the military. He's in advertising. But ten, fifteen years, you know, he's he's at least he's been running this thing, and and, right. and attendance has just been steadily decreasing. Right. So you know, it's time. It's time to ch- time to to change and and move on and and uh, turn you know. it into a profit. Sure, absolutely. Making the money, making or the money. at least getting enough students in that he's not like losing his shirt on the yeah right. Um. So uh, the colonel says, you know what? Fine. If you don't want to do it, then 
uh, we'll just have uh, this captain who's the, yeah, the main ba- captain guy. Basically, they get into an argument and, and he's like, well, you know, it's supposed to be this other guy. Just, you know, just have him do it. And, and Haynes, of course, goes, no, fuck you. I'm going to do it. Right. Which is exactly what he wanted. And then, yep. and then he goes and, and uh, triggers the, the cannon, cannon and boom, boom, boom. Uh, yeah. So it's, he pulls a thing. You don't light him. Yeah, yeah. You, well, pull, yeah, you pull the I, trigger I, thing. Just, there's an explosion. Yes. Yeah. He, and he is killed in the I'm explosion. not a gunman. I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> well, you can see him do it. He pulls the I, thing. I know. I know. It's in the thing. Uh, it's in the thing we just watched. Yep. You know the Columbus the Colum- the, the, the thing. episode that we just yep. saw? Yeah. We just saw it. Okay. We're watching it. We're living it. We, did, we Welc- are. Welcome to the future, uh, which is now. I, I'm very tired. <laughs> where are we? Oh. Okay. So, so he's dead. <laughs> So right. Haynes is now dead. So and Haynes blows up in front of the entire academy and their families. And their families. Because this is like one of three days, I guess, that um, that uh, Rumford would be uh, yes. lighting the cannon. Rumford is the name of the colonel. Firing we the haven't cannon. actually yeah, yeah. mentioned his full name. His name is right. Colonel Lyle C. Rumford. Lyle. Lyle Rumford. What a um, name. Yeah. He doesn't look like a Lyle. <laughs> well, yeah. You know. I don't know. Yeah. Patrick McGowan, his accent is mysterious to me. <laughs> you know, it's just kind of his. Yeah. That's all I know it how to say about it. It doesn't seem to he's be not, anything. Like, cause he's, he's not cause trying he's, drawl. He's not trying to like nope. be super American. It's he's, just this he's, sort of like. He's an, he's an Irish actor. Yeah. But he always, and he always has this same accent in all of his roles. Like, yeah. I think if you go watch The Prisoner, from my memory, it's not. No, it's pretty much like this. It's pretty much exactly this. It's like a kind of a transatlantic sort of thing where it's like he just focused on diction and didn't give a shit about the accent and just stuck with that in everything. And so it kind of doesn't matter where his vowels are at because it's a very precise way of speaking. Yeah. And it sounds, it could be... You know, it's that Angela Lansbury, like where yep. that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it, but it also it works because he's yeah. this very just, you know straight-laced kind of military well except for the murder um <laughs> but just this very kind of hard military guy who's yeah. very sort of strict by the numbers shouting at cadets you know for everything yeah and it works um for sure but uh but yeah so um so that guy blows up and then colombo shows up <laughs> yes um <laughs> i know it's very it's i mean because it's because it's pretty straightforward in that like colombo then just kind of sort of Hits the beats. He finds like he the, finds a cleaning cloth, right? And, that was stuffed in, and starts asking about that, and that leads him to the cadet who was supposed to be cleaning it. And Colombo immediately, you know, like figures out, oh, he's not telling me everything, but I don't, I don't believe that he left it in there. And, right. You know, and obviously, uh, uh, Rumford, you know, tries to use this cadet, you know, as a frame up, and there's all of that stuff. And then, yeah, yeah, and then basically it comes back to the cider. Right, and so that's kind of how, I mean, we already sort of discussed it. Like, yeah. The, the only reason, uh, the reason he gets caught is because he started this investigation around the cider, which runs through the entire episode is him, is a subplot about uh, right. this uh, Captain Loomis, yeah. played by Bird de Benning, who people might remember from, people don't remember, I specifically remember from <laughs> Mystery Science Theater uh, episode, uh, The Incredible Melting Man, where he plays a scientist who's best, whose astronaut oh. best friend uh, sees the sun through the rings of Saturn and then melts. Oh, yeah, I super <laughs> He turns into a melting one. monster and, like, and like kills uh, kills people. That sounds amazing. It's pretty great. And terrible. Um, yeah, and well, he has, a, he has a, a wife who's, like, very... Um, uh, 
anyway, that's a never, that's a different <laughs> podcast. But uh, but uh, I you know I I really enjoyed uh, his. Uh, I thought he was really good too. No, he was great. Yeah, Captain Loomis. Yeah, but he's he's trying to investigate this uh, this cider throughout the thing. Yeah, and and it turns out that the only time that uh, the cider could have been seen was the morning of the murder. Right, and so. The fact that he knew about it and started this investigation is essentially proof. Right. And Columbo even points out, like, I've watched you and, like, anytime there's a thing, you're on top of it. You and do so it right why away. did you wait on this? So you must have, you must have known about it right. this morning. Yeah, and kind of puts all those pieces together, and he had to be at the cannon. Yeah, it's really it's really good, and and I don't I think we're kind of doing it a disservice because just because of the weird way that we're discussing it. Right, It's, it's like a legit interesting it's it's very well crafted and that and that's kind of part of why i'm not super like deep diving into the detail of it because it's like just you you just want to find this one and watch it it's so good for sure and the the end of it is really really well played out yeah i i think there's some great there's great little bits all along the way too oh yeah it's it's there's a kind of a great part where he goes off-site to the girls academy which yeah. is across the street because it's an all-boy <laughs> it is an all-boys yeah, yeah. military academy and then there's also this all-girls mm-hmm. uh, school that's nearby right and they're not supposed to leave campus but clearly they sneak off campus to see their girlfriends and right like... and so that's what that's why the uh the guy who was cleaning the cannon couldn't have left couldn't have done right. it because he, he didn't actually clean it he was off seeing his girlfriend um yeah, but I, yeah, that moment where he stops by and asks a student, um, and she is just like, "Are you sure you're a police officer? I don't really believe you." A legit question, especially yeah. a young girl, should definitely yeah. make sure you you check that badge. And yeah, like, and then and he like, shows really the badge, check, and, check and even as he drives away, she's like, "Are you sure that badge is real?" Yeah, that's it's fair. Just, it's, that's the kind of healthy skepticism yeah. that you want uh, from from somebody, I think, especially. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if somebody who looks like Columbo shows up and tells you, and then all girls school officer, and is like, uh-huh. "Hey, give me information on this on this young girl," like, right? I would say don't. Yeah. I would say just generally just don't. Just maybe, be like, yeah. you know what? If you really are a police officer, why don't you go inside and talk to someone there? Yeah. Why don't you go talk to our? Yeah, it's fine. Like it's obviously fine because it's Columbo and we and right, we, know, right. we know him. But uh, yeah, it is. We it, do, but she doesn't. It's true. And it kudos is, to her it for is questioning. A, him. It is a, a weird moment that is <laughs> that is fun and uh, no, it's very good. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, it's it's weird. It's it's an interesting episode and also sort of. That the the real life parallel to the Citadel itself and its actual like history of of non allowing you know yeah. of not allowing um, women and and also of of integration like uh, it actually does sort of dovetail with yeah. this episode in in a way that is isn't really delved into in any meaningful way and and no. I think that that's probably a fault of what you could get away with at the time um, I don't know that you know we should necessarily well, let's be, I mean... Let it off the hook for that, no, but... No, but but I do think that, you know, it, it would it is unrealistic of us to expect a sort of movie of the week kind of show like Columbo that's yeah. supposed to be this broad appeal. Right. And to about, have looked and at about, this and be like, oh, we're going to really, you know, take and a Columbo has never really been an issues show. Like, no. as much as it has been sort of egalitarian and, and in a way, I mean, obviously we've yet to really see like a main character in the in the first three and a half seasons so far which is mm-hmm. where we are yep. um uh, 
that is a we haven't really seen him like a person person of color color, uh in any main role really at all um unless i'm really struggling to think but i can't think of a single they've always they've always been bit parts yeah yeah just minor roles or or like a couple speaking lines you know yeah butlers and 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 a lot of, and in fairness, one thing that I will say is this: the show has put a lot of um, people of color as beat cops. Yes, as, like that. That is something where they they feel comfortable, like getting a little bit of of uh, being more diverse as in is in the police officers. Right, but so far that's about the extent. But that's about of, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, as far as non-domestic roles, you know. Um, I'm a little uncomfortable <laughs> talking about this as a couple as, of white guys. No, but, for sure. But it is, you know, it, it, it's worth mentioning. But, like, this this is not a particularly progressive show. No. It, it's not a particularly hostile show. I mean, its treatment of women was a little bad in some of the earlier seasons. Oh, I, I mean, there I, have definitely been... There have definitely been a lot of places where it's like, oh, this is really yeah. not great on that I think front. it's gotten better as the show's gone on. Here and there, maybe no. I'm getting a face. Yeah, I mean, I, I. That's the thing is, is I'm trying to think, and it's like I, I, I don't know if it's gotten better or if it's just it's less pronounced. Yeah, I think it's mostly just kind of less pronounced. I think, but I mean, there, it seems like there's less of like the sort of the Columbo being, um, you know, paternalistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would say that the, you know that that. And certainly when it happens, it gets called out more often yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, now. Yeah, it's been toned down a little bit, yeah. I would say. But it, but it, but again, it is not a progressive show. It's not an issue show. No. Um, it's just very much a detective show. And at that time, not rocking the boat meant being very bland and white right. in your casting yeah. choices. Um, yeah, well, right. It meant, you know, casting regulars. It meant, you know, casting, you know, like big ticket stars and all yeah. of that kind of, yeah. Yeah, so. and, and I mean, we will see, there will eventually be people of color in major roles, like, that will happen, but that hasn't happened yet, and right. we are, you know, in the middle of the of the fourth season, so right. um, something to look forward to at the very least. Yeah, I mean, it'll be nice to see. Yeah. It, it would be nice. Um, I, I, uh, I, there's not really a lot of, um, I'm, I'm just switching gears here. There's not really a lot of fashion other yeah. than that, uh, that suit. The suit. Well, it's a lot of, un- it's a lot of military right. wear. It's a lot of military uniforms. So it's kind of like, it, I mean, it, they're, they're not things that, uh, are, are going to change or deviate or anything like yeah. that. I think they really went and really with the, what they wear. Really the, the only person who like is, is wearing like it's just officers who are wearing military officers thing and then recruits who are essentially wearing white t-shirts and then like pants and that's it yeah yeah yeah. and and that's like 90 percent of it except for colombo's like constantly dissembling like he just looks worse and worse like because he's there for two days and he just has the one change of clothes right so so he sleeps in like his suit trousers and then his undershirt must and he's smoking constantly god just the the just imagining what he smells like at that in that like final scene yeah well it's got to be like um i legend says the um the suit that sacha baron cohen uh uses for borat is a couple sizes too big and has never been washed Mm. ever and so I kind of imagine it probably smells something like that, which is to say really unpleasant. Yeah. Um, there's one other piece of uh, clothing that sticks out, and it is uh, when they 
when they do the 3 a.m. surprise inspection to try and find the cider. Sure. Um, Loomis is actually wearing like a silk uh, dressing gown. The captain. Yes. Yeah. And that's that's basically it. Because <laughs> right. all of the cadets have like... Well, and, know, sl- and everybody's wearing yeah. slippers. As well. Right. There is that. Uh, and they're all they're all wearing these, uh, you know, these sort of standard issue uh, kind of dressing gowns. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And the and just Loomis has one that is very clearly like made of silk and, you know, has like nice piping on it. It's hey, a good. The, the, he likes to be comfortable when he's, when hey, he's man. getting ready. He's an officer. It's three. It's three a.m. Give yeah. the man, cut the man some slack. Yeah, exactly. He so was, it feels good, man. I get it. <laughs> he's just relaxing. Yeah. He was wearing his, his uh, organza strapless number, and then the commandant <laughs> knocked on his thing, and he was like, oh, Clearly. shit, I got to throw on this, yeah, yeah, this yeah. silky robe. Uh, it's very much like the Python judges sketch. Yes, exactly. Where you just went. <laughs> I just wrote, I'm just writing a little backstory for Captain Loomis, my favorite sub-character. A very in interesting one. In fairness, like, there's a point where they sort of, you know, where like a block of cadets shows up and they start kind of doing the, you know, sort of your standard drill stuff. And I mm-hmm. just, that that uh, Python sketch with like the campy soldiers just immediately <laughs> pops into my head. Yeah, yeah, I had a lot of I had a lot of personal flashbacks of uh, right because you went to boot camp. I went to boot camp. I did not actually complete boot camp, but uh, there was a point in my life when I thought I wanted to be a marine. Um, <laughs> and then boot camp talked to you. And out then of that? boot camp basically talked. Well, at a certain point, I realized that they probably wanted me to like uh, fire a gun at people. Yeah. and like kill people. And that that wasn't something I wasn't that interested in. I don't know if it had really occurred to me up to that point that I would be sort of required to kill people. Yeah, expected to, I would say, if necessary. I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll go in, but I'll just be like a a radio guy. I'll do radio stuff. But then, you know, at a certain point, you have to shoot the person who's trying to, you know, blow up the radio or whatever. Right. You have to be prepared to shoot <laughs> yes. someone. And, and I'm yeah, just no, not, I get that. I'm just not prepared to, like, shoot anybody. Yeah. I kind of don't ever want to do that. I, I think it's clear we've tried to establish that we are anti-murder <laughs> on yes. this podcast. I think we've definitely And while tri- technically definitely, in war, I guess it's not considered murder. We're it's definitely trying to establish human. that for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I just didn't complete... But definitely, you know, uh, Reveille and, like, being awoken, being expected to, like, run in and shower and, and get all your stuff ready and that kind of stuff. You know, I used to know, I've never actually fired a, a gun um, despite doing boot camp. But at a certain point, I did know how to field strip and clean an M16 and reassemble it. But I've never actually fired one. I mean, those are which pretty is, useful skills, I guess. Which is something, I guess, I guess. yeah. yeah. Um, I probably couldn't do it now, 20 years on. That's, it's probably for the best. <laughs> I don't, I don't think you need to own an M16. I'm pretty sure most of us civilians don't need to own an M16. I don't think really anybody needs to own an M16, but there you mm. are. Um, so, hey, politics, if you don't like it, please leave a com- don't, please don't leave a comment. Don't, please just stop, yeah. please just stop listening to our podcast if you disagree with us on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Will this make it in the episode? Find out this week on Columbus. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know how we got to here. This has been an interesting episode because well, we, we don't really have that much to talk about because I, I just feel like people should find... I don't know how to watch this episode. I guess I should check and see if it's on YouTube. Is there anything you wanted it's to say about it while I Episode while I 28 quick look by Dawn's this? Early Light. By Dawn's Early Light. I mean, it's real good if you can... If you can watch it or if you buy yourself like the complete collection, which is pretty cheap on DVD these days, yeah, it's very good. You don't have to have the Blu-rays. You don't have to be an idiot like me and, you know, <laughs> dig them out from uh, 
a Japanese site. Um, yeah, it's not available on YouTube, unfortunately. Well, um, maybe it will be by the time this episode who, comes out. Who knows? Um, but it's really, it's really good. It's, it's a really good. Episode. It's spectacular. I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan of Patrick McGowan's work. Yeah, uh, uh, he's really great in this. He's obviously really fantastic in The Prisoner. That is such an excellent, yep. uh, this is weird the only, this, and iconic show. This is the only episode that he appears in that he doesn't also direct. I'm very so excited to hear that he's he'll directed be, episodes because... He's going to be back um, five times to direct, three times to star. Oh, so. I cannot wait for more, <laughs> especially outside of like well, a military gonna go, scenario. That's going to go all the way through like basically the end of the series, like... Yeah, no, that checks out. I mean, yeah. he was still, yeah. Yeah, 2006, passed Sh- away. I mean, shit, he was in Braveheart. He was in Braveheart. He was also in uh, the uh, Alcatraz, Escape from Alcatraz. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay. He's the warden. Yeah, yeah. He's good. He's, he's very good. good at, he's been in a, in a good of stuff. Okay, in, we in need to end this yep. podcast. It's time to end now. <laughs> Mac's going to fall over. My brain. Hey, everybody. My brain has given up. He's been a good of stuff. Yeah. He's a been a good of stuff. Nice job. It's a no good. <laughs> okay, let's not. That's getting edited out. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, howdy, <laughs> Mac has gotten delirious and he is now tired. So I think I'm going to sign off for us. Well, that's oh. going to do it for another episode of Columboys. Yeah. I'm Ben. I'm Mac. And uh, hey, just one more thing. Yeah. Who is number one? <laughs> I don't know what that means. I didn't see that. What's the show? Okay. I feel okay. bad. No, no, we can. If you want to, no, you no, do that's great. One? No, it's okay. It's we're wonderful. Just gonna leave okay. I, we'll just leave it that in this awkward moment. Columboys is hosted by Mac Johnson and Ben Swallow. You can follow them on Twitter at MacJ and at DandyGeek. The Columboys theme is by Seth Boyer. For more information about this and other great Waffle Media projects, you can go to waffle.media. Thanks for listening.